Hello, welcome everybody to Chance Time, another video game podcast. Uh, I'm Paul Bills, I'll be hosting this week, uh, but I am with, as always, uh, Ryan Speakman. Woo! And Curtis, I don't remember your last name. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> We are all best friends, and we know each other <laughs> super well. <laughs> and we're professionals, yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome. Thank you, Pop. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Pop. <laughs> um, we have a great show lined up for you today. It is the end of the year, so we will be discussing typical end-of-year things, but also atypical end-of-year things. Uh, but before we get into that, do we want to do... First things first, the first. <laughs> first, I, the first things. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, well, let's jump right in with Ryan. What's your one thing first, first thing? Well, Paul, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I myself have been playing the PlayStation 5. What? And I know this is no surprise to you, but I have spent most of my time playing Astro's Playroom. <laughs> yes, I am well aware. <laughs> so, are how familiar are you, Curtis, with Astro's Playroom? Um, I know, in general, eagerly what it is. Generally, what it is, I should say, it's the. Uh, isn't it pre-installed on all PlayStation 5s? Like a little short little platformer. That is correct. All kinds of PlayStation nostalgia is what I understand. Yeah. Well, essentially what people dub as the tech demo. Shows yeah. off everything and makes you feel good about buying a, a $500 console. Um, <laughs> but in this particular game, I did everything I could in it and had a great time but they have added these short little speed run levels um that are pretty fun you can get a trophy by getting under like eight or seven minutes i can't remember exactly but the thing is is when you set your speed run high score and someone on your friends list beats it it sends you a notification saying that they have beaten your score. Do you want to try to beat it? And that has started an endless feud between me and my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Which Paul has been in the running a few times. Uh, yeah, but, but I can't keep up. <laughs> me and uh, my friend Nick, we have been obsessing over these times. And it is our life's pride right now. <laughs> to uh, have the top score so much so that in one level in particular, I am ranked 232 in the world. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and my overall time score is like 1,200 in the world around there, something like that. And this is coming from a guy who doesn't really like speedrunning in general. As it's never clicked with me, especially when you start throwing in like glitches in there. But mm -hmm. just the fact that my friend beats me and it tells me, 
and I see that his his score is like milliseconds ahead of mine, it gives me the strength to be like, I could beat that. And it's honestly been one of my favorite overall experiences on the PlayStation 5. Just, I don't know. I've danced in my room many times after beating some of those scores, and it's just a great <laughs> feeling. But yeah, I yeah, just had to mention that. The, the notification specifically, I did not expect. Like, I've had stuff in the past where it tells you like your friends scores or whatever but the fact that it like pops up a notification and says like get the top time back yeah (laughs) it's so motivating (laughs) well like a taunt do you want to do this yeah yeah so it it has also spread so i've been telling people about it so i also have a bunch of friends who now like had not tried the speed run part of it at all, who are now way into it, and some of whom have beat my times already. <laughs> um, it, but yeah, so like when I first did it, I also am not a speedrunner like at all. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've never even really tried in anything to like go fast. And I don't generally like games that ask for you to go fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, something about this one just clicked. And <clears throat> when I started, I was like, it also said like, you're like 33,000 in the world. And I was like, well, I feel like I could do better. I wonder how much higher I could go. Mm-hmm. So between that and the friends thing, it was very motivating. So I am also like my total time, I think is in like the top 4,000 in the world or something. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> and I, I think I would have completely ignored it if it hadn't been the only trophy I didn't have in Astro's Playroom. So that's why I first did it. I was like, I'll just get this this last trophy so it says 100% instead of 90% or whatever. Yeah. And then and then I fell down the hole from there. And it is <laughs> definitely the best part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great time. Sounds like yeah. fun. Reminds me of the... Mario Maker, the Super Mario Maker 2 did something like that where they did the edited speed runs with like special made levels from Nintendo, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were pretty fun too, but they don't have notifications telling you that your friend has <laughs> time and stuff. So I played it to like I got it, to, it would show a graph at the end, you know, to like show you where you place. And I was like, once I got into like the big spike where everyone pretty much like kind of peaked, I was like content with it. I never went back. That sounds fun, though. I'm jealous. <laughs> it's a great time. Well, someday you'll someday. get in. And then you'll beat all our times, and then we'll get sucked yeah, back in. <laughs> Four years from now, we'll be like, oh, shoot, gotta funny. go back. <laughs> oh, crap. Here's Curtis. <laughs> I, that honestly great. would suck me back in. <laughs> uh well great thank you thank you ryan for your uh one thing first first thing um anytime curtis what's going on with you uh, speaking of achievements um spider-man on playstation 4 mm-hmm. probably gonna be will be the first game i've ever like on all the achievements or trophies or whatever um, I've never been a trophy hunter whatsoever because I think 
I always add a bunch in that like it just seemed like a waste of time to me, you know? Mm, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I beat the game and it's like cool, and that would do it on super extra hard mode. And it's like, no, I just played this game for twenty hours. I don't really <laughs> want to do it again, you know? It's, it's always <laughs> something like that, so I've never <laughs> wanted to do it. But this one, like the trophies actually like doable and the mm-hmm. way the game is set up, it's enjoyable too. Um last two are i had to look them up because they were hidden and i was like is it even worth trying to do it they are it's they're both really easy so i could probably knock it out in a few minutes honestly i just need to go do it yeah then it'd be my first ever platinum and it'd be a chance it's probably my last platinum too but (laughs) that game so it's a lot of fun the one achievement i almost was the most bothersome was the uh fast travel i beat the game Mm. I think I had fast traveled the one time when it makes you do it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. show you where it is. And then I never did it again because I just have so much fun swinging around the city right. in that game. It'd be like on the, you know, like clear other side of the map. Like, all right, let's go. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. yeah. It's a fun game to just go around. So I've been, I had a lot of fun with it. I haven't played the DLC yet, but yeah, I'm, I didn't think I'd ever um, get all the trophies in a game. Especially because I thought it was going to tell me I have to get like a perfect score mm, on all of the, on all the challenges. challenges. And I don't like the drone ones at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> drone ones bother me. But I think there was like you have to like get a perfect score or whatever one time on each category, which I just did playing the game normally. So it was all good. Right. Nice. Yeah. Like I didn't have any problem going through all the districts or whatever on the map and. I'm right. checking off all the checklists because all the things they gave me to do were just a lot of fun to do. So it was just a good time. That's awesome. I yeah. want to give you a personal congratulations for <laughs> fully completing <laughs> it. That was actually well, one seriously, that I did. I would too. be the only one I ever did. Yeah. Yeah. It's just <laughs> the way they, yeah. Cause a lot of them, I feel like trophies and achievements and stuff. They're just, a lot of them are just, just kind of a waste of time is probably a harsh to put it but it seems like it in my eyes sometimes because it's just like grinding and stuff that i don't want to do especially in a game that doesn't need grinding you know yeah so uh i do think the philosophy for achievements and trophies has changed slightly in the last few years because could be it too yeah like i don't think i haven't seen a game with a difficulty based trophy in at least two years now but they used to be all over the place yeah. it used to be beat it on easy beat it on medium beat it on hard beat it on insane or whatever their highest difficulty is yeah. but yeah they don't really do that anymore i wonder like if that's just a natural progression or if sony was like hey we want people to feel good like make your achievements feel good instead of just punishing yeah. i don't know i feel like it's something they add to shorter games a lot more often uh, that's probably true. There's because a way to, like, if you're only playing like 10 hours, they want you to yeah. have some way to get your money's worth out of it. And for people who really like it, they'll do it, I guess. Yeah, yeah I guess, I don't know, because the last time I really looked at achievements like seriously at all was probably in like the Xbox 360 days. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. things could have easily changed in the past like 10 years or whatever, you know. Yeah, I've noticed, like, uh, more of the shift, like I said, even in just the last two years. 
especially in Sony first-party games. Like, Sony first-party games are now way easier to platinum than they used to be. It's um, interesting. And I, again, I don't know if that was like a mandate from above or just a natural <laughs> trend that they all felt was a better idea. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I did platinum Miles Morales, and I did not enjoy the new Game Plus trophy. Which was exactly <laughs> that of having to redo the entire game. Play through the beat. game again. Yeah. But for some reason I did yeah. it, so I guess yeah. they got me. Yeah, I'm probably not going to do new game plus. Yeah, I mean, I did it too, but <laughs> like if you just if you just mainline it, it's pretty fast. Like I was surprised how fast I got through it the second time. I think that is part of the reason why I did it, but I didn't... It was still like three hours, and I still didn't really enjoy it as much as just kind of like doing all the stuff the first time right yeah i definitely was just like well it's like the one trophy left so i might as well so i played <laughs> through it again yeah. although i did really like the ending so i was excited to like kind of go through and like just focus on the story just to feel like the progression toward that ending because i feel like the ending is very good yeah that's true i agree is it is it as good as the first spider-man that, that, uh, I made, think it's, that made I, me cry <laughs> I think it's better personally oh. I don't know if everyone will think that but yeah it it was more emotional for me than even the other game was okay interesting I because that one that one made me cry for sure I was I, I was finishing it and my wife Jade was watching me <laughs> and then she's just kind of like laughing at me as I was crying at the end <laughs> I think I liked the ending of the first Spider-Man better, I think. Okay. But I kind of, I don't know. I've read a lot of Spider-Man comics. And because of Miles Morales, I've been reading more Miles Morales comics. Mm -hmm. But I think I just kind of am more used to the characters and attachments and stuff like right. that. And so I think that one hit me a bit more than this one did. That being said, both are amazing and I love both of them. Yeah, they're both really would you, good. Would you say they're spectacular? Mm, no. Just <laughs> <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah, amazing. No, they're they are spectacular. They're great. <laughs> Uh, okay, um, so my one thing uh, this week, I have been playing The Pathless, which is by a studio called Giant Squid. Um, their other notable release that people may have heard of is Abzu, which was like an underwater exploration game. Oh yeah, uh, I just bought that on sale. It was like $3 on Switch. Yeah. A few ago. <laughs> So, um, and it's the music is done by Austin Wintry. Okay. I hope I said that right. Who he he's done a lot of some of my favorite um, scores. So he did like Journey. Um, he did Assassin's Creed Syndicate. He did uh, a few others. The one um, I know is Monaco. Yes. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so the music's really interesting. And so basically the Pathless 
I've been describing it to people as mini artsy Breath of the Wild without combat. Um, so it's what if Breath of the Wild was just all about um, interesting traversal around the map and the puzzles to unlock uh, the things and, you know, and like get the towers and fight the, what do they call them? Breath of the Wild? The champion? No, the the beast. What do they call Divine, yeah, Divine, divine beast. beast. Yeah, so it's basically just puzzles, um, map traversal, and Divine Beast. And so I think in total, the game will probably be about 20 hours for me. I'm about halfway through right now. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. Most reviews give it like an eight out of the out of ten. I think that's about right. Like it's not fantastic. It's not like I'm going to be talking about it for years. Um, but it is. I don't know. It's just like a chill, relaxed game with like this really kind of subtle music going throughout, and you have a pet eagle that flies you around and um, does some other mechanical things. So it's just like hmm. you and this eagle and this like mythical world trying to save these godlike beasts from a corruption that got them um it's also weirdly enough so it's on ps4 and ps5 and apple arcade okay and i i don't know how you would play it on a touch screen like it's just complex enough that i actually don't even know how they would translate the buttons onto a touch screen but do are they how mainstream are those controllers you connect to a phone? Uh, not. I I still think like not expected. Yeah. Like anything on Apple Arcade, I think the expectation is people are going to try to play it on a touch screen. Okay, makes I sense. Can, there, I think you can connect a PlayStation Four controller. You can. You can. Probably an Xbox controller. Yeah. I don't know about on iOS though, but it's really easy on uh, Android, which doesn't matter for Apple Arcade, obviously. Yeah. So forget I said that. I yeah. know for sure you can do like a, a PlayStation Four controller on an iPhone. I've seen my brother do it. But again, I don't know if that's like normal. Maybe with Apple Arcade, people are doing it more than they used to. But I would think you'd have to at least have an option to just play on the touchscreen, however you do it. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, but um, that's what kind of the other main mechanic of the pathless is um, you have a bow and arrow, but you don't use it to fight. There's these talismans dotted around the map and you have like a dash meter and hitting the talismans increases your dash meter. And it also gives you a speed boost if you hit them while you're running and you don't really have to aim at them. You just have to. It's more of like a rhythm thing where you press the shoot button and you have to hold it for just long enough to hit the talisman. So there's kind of a meter that fills up and you have to let go at the right time. But you can like combo the running, hitting the talismans. And if you jump and hit a talisman, it gives you like a height boost as well. So it actually creates this really cool, like almost like the feeling of Spider-Man where you feel like you're like, chaining all these different mechanics together to have fluid fast motion across the map um so yeah i mean that's kind of fun too it's pretty simple but 
it's satisfying to do. That's awesome. Sounds yeah. cool. Yeah, is I, that the are those the same people that made Journey? It's some of the same people. It's not oh. the same studio, but it's some of the same people that left okay. that game company is the name of the studio that made Journey. They kind of left it and did their own thing and Abzu, I think, was their first project. And then this okay. is their second, I think. I'll have to double check that. That's cool. Cool. I do want to check that game out someday. It looks cool. Yeah, I would definitely say like if it's free somewhere, if it goes on sale, I'd recommend it. Um, full price is forty dollars, which I don't think I would have paid, but I had a gift card, so it's a little like steep to dedicate to like kind of a smaller, more experimental indie game. I think for a lot of people, so I think that that is kind of a reason to to wait on it. I think unless you just have the money and want to try it, but um, definitely like if it's on sale or something somewhere. That's what I would tell people to give it a shot. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that was all the first things um, or one things, whatever you want to call them. Um, so let's get to topic of the show. Um, welcome yeah, everybody Paul. to the topic of the show. Um, so the sh- topic this week, we're going to be talking about the game awards Um I guess first before we get into it, so what we're going to do is I'm going to read just some of the main categories and we're going to predict what we think is going to win, but then we're also going to discuss what we would give it to and then we'll do some of our own categories um, outside of the Game Awards. But just briefly, um, I like the Game Awards. I don't think they're like the... I don't think they're like definitive. It's not like well, this was the game of the year because the Game Award said so. Yeah. But I, I like the idea of kind of the gaming community coming together and reflecting on the year together and getting excited about, oh, these are all the great games we all played this year. Um, and I do get excited about new game announcements, which they do a lot at the Game Awards. So I have a fun time with it, but I don't consider it like gospel. <laughs> I don't yeah. consider it like... This is definitely right. Um, but what are your guys' thoughts on specifically the Game Awards, but also like just other people who give awards? Do you pay attention to awards? Do you not care? Do you get mad when things win or don't win? What are your thoughts? Um, I don't really care, honestly. Uh, I don't really care about any award show in general, I'm more interested mm-hmm. in people in people's opinions about things rather than a bunch of people I don't know voting on right. something. Um, and I, I feel like that's kind of a general consensus when it comes to award shows is don't take mm-hmm. it seriously and it, like... It doesn't really matter. I do think there is something to say when... Because this isn't the only gaming award shows they have, but it's no, definitely yeah, not by a long shot. one of the biggest. But mm-hmm. I think it's more interesting when everyone's unanimous. And there's like mm-hmm. multiple award shows, but they all kind of say this was like the definitive game of the year and similar with like reviews like when everybody's giving it a 10 that's when if i it it piques my interest a little bit more yeah 
Yeah, I think I'm the same way. Um, the term I've heard a lot the last couple of years is the consensus game of the year, which is just kind of like a general internet term for, you know, what did the most people give their game of the award, game of the year award to? Mm-hmm. And I like that's not definitive. There's like it's not set in stone. It's just kind of what people think based on everything they've seen. And I always like that discussion as well, beyond just what any individual outlet gives game of the award. It's kind of like, yeah, let's look around and it kind of seems like this game left the biggest impression, whether that's right or not, but this is what most people talked about in this year. That's always an interesting discussion too. Yeah. Yeah. I've always just kind of looked at it as like a, kind of a top 10 kind of feel everyone Mm -hmm. votes on, you know, because I also agree that it's not like this is the game of the year because the Game Awards said so. It's, it's I don't know. I feel like people can easily put away too much uh, time and energy and like the personal stakes into it. I should say. <laughs> yeah. May that might just be because I was I've been looking at the list, you know, and there is literally like one maybe two games i think that i've played (laughs) on all of these so this will be fun for me but yeah because i just don't i don't yeah i can't keep up with everything you know so just due to lack of time so the way i look at it is sometimes it'll be um like i've played some of control this year because piqued my interest last year and then i got some cool awards and stuff and people were talking about it at the end of the year so i looked for it when it was on sale this year to buy and try out and i liked it a bit i didn't finish it um but i want to but that's kind of how i look at it it's just kind of like good recommendation kind of thing yeah like this list this year makes me really feel like i need to play hades i really need to (laughs) (laughs) It's been, it's got so many nominations and I'm like, yeah. and it's already one I wanted to play. It's one I had my eye on, so you know, it just makes me want to play it more. It's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, that's a good point. I think the Game Awards probably has, I think that's probably the biggest effect of like Game of the Year Awards in general is it gives a game extended life. Like mm-hmm. it, it may have fallen into obscurity because other stuff buried it, but if it wins enough awards, like Control is a really good example, because it won a few Game of the Year awards, it's kind of still being talked about, whereas I feel like if it didn't, it might have just slipped through the cracks and people would have forgot about it, generally. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys, by chance, have a list of all the games you've played this year that have come out this year? Uh, I have a list of like my favorite games that came out this year, but I don't have a definitive list no. of every game I played this year. I feel I like don't either. out of all three of us, you would have the longest list, Paul. But I do, Probably. I do have a list of every game I played this year that I put together. Oh, cool. Just nice. to okay. appease the rabid fans who will call me out for saying that I didn't actually play <laughs> the games on the list. Um, but it's it's fairly short, and mm. I think it started out in the order of when it came out, but it's not particularly in the order of when I played it, and then it gets muddled mm, at the okay. end of what the order is. But here's uh, there's about like 15 games I've played. Pokemon okay. Mystery Dungeon, Rescue Team DX, 
Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Animal Crossing New Horizons, The Wonderful 101 Remastered, Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics, Paper Mario The Origami King, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, Super Mario 35, or Mario Bros. 35, Star Wars Squadrons, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, Part-Time UFO, Astro's Playroom, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Demon Souls, Sackboy Big Adventure, and the most important, Family Feud 2021 version. Nice. <laughs> Playing Family Feud from the future. Hey, exactly. Yeah. So um, you can you can clearly see most of the year was Nintendo, and then the PS5 came out. That's yeah, that's kind of my <laughs> history, and I'm pretty caught up on Nintendo stuff, but like, this list compared to what's been nominated is pretty different right from what i'm i was seeing yeah. when looking at the the categories and stuff oh yeah yeah no, it's very different so yeah i think we'll just kind of have to guess like what we think will win but then we can also kind of discuss out of what i played here's what i think you know yeah. do you think uh, that most people who are interested in the game awards have played most of the games that are nominated uh no but i think people have played some game that's nominated that they feel was really good and so that's usually what people end up doing is they just kind of campaign for the game that they played that they really like okay um it's very different than like the oscars right where you just kind of assume everyone who's an enthusiast will end up just watching everything that's nominated, but you can't do that with games. There's yeah. always going to be holes in in what you've done. So it's more, I mean, and that's why I think like most of the game awards are voted on by a journey of like, uh, by a jury of reviewers. And it's not just individuals, it's like outlets. So it's like IGN gets a vote and they'll put people from IGN to vote in the category that they kind of cover. So, you know, they don't expect any one person to have played every game on every list, but they do expect that each outlet has a person that's played every game on one list, you know? So they, they kind of have a person that reviews a certain genre of game. So that person votes for that category. Got it. So. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I would also say that I'm um, just going off of if, People who watch the game awards or whatever have played every game um definitely don't think they do like you said but i would imagine mm -hmm. that everyone who's interested in the game awards knows of all these games uh, yeah good point yeah. and it's like you know invested in what's going on with the newest and latest games even if they don't have time or money or whatever the case to play them you know yeah yeah I do think that's true. There's only I've been looking through this list. And there's only a couple spots where I'm like, I don't even know what this is. Um, right. Games for Impact, one. Just, yeah, those are more obscure. There's a couple anyway. that I don't really know, and the there's a narrative one that I had never heard of. I forget where. The Thirteen Sentinels, Aegis Rim. Never heard of that before. Yeah. Uh, other than that. Oh, and then the esports. I have no idea like, anything. Yeah, about there's a whole esports. There's like a whole yeah, section of like yeah. best esports host. Like what? <laughs> oh, but that's not my forte. I can't. I've tried to watch esports. I've never been able to get into it. So anyway, 
Uh, I bet everyone who watches or is interested in the Game Awards has a pretty good idea of what all these games are, even if they haven't played them. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. Okay, well, let's get into it. I'll just handpick a couple categories. And speaking of Nintendo, I'm going to go to the best family game category. Yeah. So this this category says for the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform. Um, so the nominees are Animal Crossing: New Horizons, Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time, Fall Guys: Ultimate Knockout, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, Minecraft Dungeons, and Paper Mario: The Origami King. So the first question I'll ask is, what do you think will win, irrespective of your own personal opinion? Just based on the chatter you've seen on the internet and what people have been talking about this year, which of those do you think will actually win the award? I I have to say it's got to be Animal Crossing. I feel like there's... I don't know. It's... I feel like it's... It's something that families play, and it mm. the it is like more kids play it. More there's more diversity in the audience who plays Animal Crossing, and it was such a phenomenon this year that I feel like it's very much in the zeitgeist of what people think of a family game is. I agree with that. Like, literally anyone could pretty much play it. If you Mm -hmm. can read, you can play it, you know? Play that with my kids, too. And even though, like, a three-year-old can manage playing that, even though she just kind of... I would just give her the second controller, and she would run around. But she would have a fun time. She would help me pick out clothes for my character. She'd always want me to wear a mustache. Like, she had, you know, a lot of input in what was happening in that game. Even if she wasn't playing it, she felt invested in it, too. Like I said, that yeah. was a three-year-old. And then, like, people, you know, older people, too, can get into that game. So I agree that it has a very diverse audience. So I, I agree that I think that's definitely going to win. Yeah, like, I enjoy, <clears throat> like, have this list. I think Fall Guys is the most enjoyable game for me. Mm-hmm. But specifically in the category of family game, I don't think anything comes close to Animal Crossing. Like, yeah, Animal Crossing has the highest average playtime across my entire family by a large margin than any other game this year, for sure. Uh, real quick, going back to Fall Guys, I would agree with you that I think it's more fun, but that being said, I put way more time into Animal Crossing. Yeah, I think I did too. Like oh, yeah. way more time. Yeah. We'll say yeah. Fall Guys was a hit with my family though. Like, I enjoyed yeah. playing it. My wife, who doesn't play games, she really enjoyed playing it too, actually. And both of my kids, both of my girls liked playing it, even though like my two year old basically would just kind of walk in a circle and then stop. But <laughs> three-year-old managed to like jump a couple platforms and she'd get really excited about it too you know because like the controls are pretty simple you just move and jump there's not like a sprint button you have to hold in and stuff every once in a while you have to like there's the grab button you might have to use but other than that like it's a pretty enjoyable game to just like try the first level or whatever and have a fun time with it so 
Yeah. I think Fall I, Guys is a good I pick for I that list, her. too, but you should be able to, you know. <laughs> if you can get past two platforms, you know, you'd have a good shot at it. So. <laughs> I, I think the difference between Fall Guys and Animal Crossing is, I think Fall Guys kind of was a cultural phenomenon, but just a lot shorter than Animal Crossing was. Right. More Animal- of a flash in the pan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Uh, so it seems like we think Animal Crossing is going to win that, but Fall Guys yeah. definitely left an impression. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I will say, let's... I think it's cool. There's like a good variety. I feel like, is it three Nintendo games this year? Only half. That's true. <laughs> I think last year it was literally five Nintendo games. Yeah. This is like the the what are the animated movie at the Oscars, and it's like yeah, it's Pixar. always Pixar. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's go to best action adventure. So I don't think any of us have played more than, oh, well, I've played more, but I don't think you guys have played more than one or maybe two on this list, but I am curious to see what you think will win. So best action adventure, it says, for the best action adventure game, combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. So that's what it defines as an action adventure game. So the nominees are Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisp, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which technically came out in 2019, but it came out too late to be considered for last year's Game Awards, so they threw it a bone this year. Um, And The Last of Us Part Two. So out of those, first talk about what do you think will win? a hard question i haven't played any of these (laughs) (laughs) stuff and i can kind of miles morales is probably pretty similar to the spider-man game i played this year so and i have a you know (laughs) something similar there and i really like the traversal and combat in that game i like that one um yeah i can't really say yeah i'm surprised the last of us is in there because that seems more on the narrative and I haven't heard like anyone really talk about how the combat and stuff is in that um, right. people only talk about the narrative yeah that is a good point um, I've, I've seen people talk about the narrative and like the technical achievement like the graphics but yeah, yeah I haven't yeah, seen people be like nice, I haven't seen anybody be like the last of us has the best puzzles you know <laughs> like, yeah like what? Because it, it does technically have puzzles because it's just like, how do we get from point A to point B? Um, and how do we like move stuff and open doors or whatever? But yeah, I don't think it, I don't hear anyone talking about like, oh man, that puzzle design, you know? Yeah. I personally think Miles Morales is going to win it. Just my two yeah. cents. Yeah. I, so I have played four of the six of these okay i and i do want to real quick add in that not on my list was star wars jedi fallen order because i do count that as last year of games right, that i played yeah. but you played yeah, this year. but i, yeah. I so you play have that. played it yes yeah and i have played Ori uh, and the will of the wisps as well yeah which is kind of a surprise pick next to these other ones like i don't think anyone would normally say 
like Ghost of Tsushima and Ori and the Will of the Wisps are the same genre. Mm, yeah. Like, it's just kind of like, yeah. you know, the politics of the Game Awards. They kind of have to shove stuff into, you know, just, you know, square pegs into circle holes or whatever it is. It helps um, when you read like it's combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Because I haven't, I haven't played the Wheel of the Wisps, but I played uh, Blind Forest, sorry, and the Blind Forest mm-hmm. this year. And the traversal in that game was great. Yeah. It had some really good, really awesome just mechanics. Uh, what was it? What do they call it? I forget what it's called now, though. There's like stuff shoots at you or whatever, and then you can like, like lock onto it and then bounce off. You can like choose yeah. where you like ricochet. Oh, there's a word for it. Uh, yeah. If you know what I'm talking about, though, it's cool. It goes like in slow motion, and then you can pick where it ricochets off, and then Ori will fly in the opposite direction. A really fun mechanic and that was a fun way to get around levels and stuff so i could see why it would be here especially if they improved the combat in will of the wisp right. because that's one thing i really did not enjoy in the blind forest yeah, and well, <laughs> yeah well, i personally think it has a place here did improve the combat where it's more it's hollow knight-esque rather oh. than shooting stuff now should probably play that game <laughs> Yeah, so this one, it's really hard for me to predict what will actually win, because there's so many, like, different reasons to pick different ones. But I think uh, I think there's a good chance that Miles Morales wins, um, if for no other reason, because it's the most recent game on this list. That's what uh, I was kind of thinking. I also think yeah. Assassin's Creed has a chance, just because... Of name recognition. Right. But yeah, actually, I didn't really think about it before, but the more I look at this category, I think I actually don't know what people would vote for. Yeah. Um, well, I would imagine, because I've heard a lot of people call Ghost of Tsushima, how do you pronounce that? I'm not good at pronouncing that word. Um, I think that's right. I've heard it compared to Assassin's Creed and how it plays yeah. and how you get around. Um, well, that's interesting that both of those are there. But I did hear what was the mechanic I heard about Augusta Tsushima? I feel uh, awkward whenever I say that. Um, but say I think G-O-T. it was like doesn't no, it have we'll like that. pink? Yeah, <laughs> or it doesn't have like flower petals or something like that, and the wind that like helps you get around the map instead yeah, of just yeah. like blatant so, waypoint markers. Yeah, which I heard, which so, seems cool to me. Yeah, there there's a real emphasis in that game on like having it feel natural. So they did a lot of stuff that was basically like, well, Assassin's Creed will just plop something on your screen. We'll find a yeah, way yeah. to have like the natural world guide you. So yeah, there's a button you can press, and the wind will blow toward your next objective, and you just cool. kind of follow. So it doesn't put anything on screen. And then sometimes there's like a fox who will lead you to a point of interest and or a, and then sometimes it's like a, a golden bird, an oriole that you have to follow. So, yeah, they, they did a lot of little clever stuff to like make it feel more like you're in the world, you know, not necessarily realistic, because, of course, it's not realistic that a fox would lead you to a statue, but it fits within the game. World yeah, but to yeah. feel more natural than just like boom, here's a marker on your screen that, like, 
you know, is actively distracting you from this environment we work so hard to make look realistic. Yeah. So yeah, I did appreciate that a lot. And I think Ghost of Tsushima is a really good game. But if you force me to pick between it and Miles Morales, I'm going to pick Miles Morales. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's move along here. Just uh, as a side note, what I would pick for myself is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking my top three, and haven't played any of these, would be Miles, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, and Ori. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Um, best action. For the best game in the action genre, focused primarily on combat. So there are five nominees here. Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Neo 2, and Streets of Rage 4. Now here is so. one that I haven't played a single game on this list. <laughs> yeah. This is interesting, okay. though, because they're all, like, very different games. Yeah. Yeah, like a first-person shooter and, like, an isometric view Hades hmm. an action game. Half like Alex's VR. Yo, too, isn't that kind of, like, almost like a Dark Souls kind of a game? Yeah. Yeah, it's a Souls-like. The Streets of, Rage, Streets of Rage is just a beat-em-up. Like, those are five really different yeah, again, to do combat in games, that's these would not normally be called the same genre outside of the game awards. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm gonna give it to Hades this round just because the rest are sure they're the newest, best versions of the franchise, but they're all kind of doing a similar thing, and except for Half Life Alex, which is supposed to be a state-of-the-art VR game. But that being said, I don't know a lot of people who have played it. Right. And so I feel like the audience is a lot more limited. I do, I know one person who bought a uh, Valve Index just to play it, and he really liked it. I might bring him up later because... He, uh, well, I'll just leave it at that. But out of everything, I think Hades is the most unique. It is one that a lot of gamers in particular are talking about and enjoying. And so I kind of think that Hades will be the winner of this one. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, I, I haven't played Alex. It may be that Alex deserves to win this one. Mm -hmm. Like I've heard people who have played Alex just really gush about it. So it may be that it deserves it, but I think Hades will win it. Yeah. And if it and if it were me personally, I would say Hades as well. Like I love Hades. And I haven't played any other game on this list. But even from what I know about them, I think Hades deserves it. I will say Alex, Half-Life Alex being a VR game is interesting because um, from what I've heard about it, you can go about combat situations in lots of different ways. Mm -hmm. um, there's just so many different ways to interact with the world. I do remember seeing a gif of the head crab and it was jumping at the player and usually in those kind of situations like any other game, you would probably like shoot it or whatever, you know, like there's a primary way to deal with it. But whoever was playing in this GIF that I randomly saw on Twitter, like, picked up a chair 
when the head crab jumped at him, <laughs> he caught it on the chair and like swung the chair so the head crab flew out a window. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like <laughs> that's wild that you could like do that instead of just right. shooting it, you know, like there's so many. So I imagine there's a lot of cool ways to, you know, over obstacles in that game. Yeah, I've seen I don't know clips. if that's combat. So that's hard to say because like <laughs> VR throws such a big wrench in like right. combat, you know. Yeah, Part of me like really... wants Alex to win just because of that, honestly, because that gift. Like I still remember it. Right. It's been months since I've seen it, but I was like, that is so cool. Like I want to play that game, even though I'd probably be scared out of my mind because I've heard it's like pretty sketchy in some spots <laughs> like yeah. like scary you know but i don't handle that very well but there is a right. separate vr category which i don't think there's any way alex doesn't win best vr game oh um yeah yeah it's got to win that but alex is not in the overall game of the year nominations and i've, I've seen a lot of people be mad about that that it should have got a game of the year nomination that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm looking, uh, just speeding along here. There's only like, I don't know, like maybe two or three more that we'll do. Okay. But one I, I've been interested in getting everybody's take on is Best Indie. So for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system is what it says. So the nominees here are Carrion, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Hades, Spelunky 2, and Spiritfarer. Um, so of those, what do you think would win? But then also, is there a different game that you played this year that you would give Game of the Year to? Best Indie 2, specifically. I don't think I've really played a lot of new Indies this year. Mm, okay. That's usually what I play the most of. I've been playing a lot of older indies that I've missed out on. I, I'm i surprised and not surprised that Ori and the Will of the Wisps isn't in this category. I think it no longer counts as indie. Yeah. Because it was published by Microsoft. Because I think it would be if it was still like just the studio, but it was... But similar situation, Cuphead, do you think that mm. would be put in here? Because it's the same situation. I think, yeah, I think it was put in here. I don't remember if it was, like, last year, if it was on the best indie list. I don't remember. But, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I feel like Cuphead wasn't touted as an Xbox exclusive like Ori was, though. That's true. As much. And though it, technically, I feel like it is. Um, on this list, obviously all I've played is Fall Guys. I do think Hades will take this one as well, though. Um, I did really want to play Carry On, though. I thought that one looked really cool. Yeah, I've heard, everyone I've heard who's played that has really liked it. And Spelunky, I don't know anything about Spiritfarer. Spiritfarer is more of a relaxing game. I think you play as someone who's on a boat and spirits of the deceased are on the boat as well. 
you know, like help yeah. them work through their and problems like and stuff on. so yeah. they can move on peacefully to the afterlife. And I've heard really good things about it. Like it's a kind of a moving game, uh, emotional, I guess you could say mm-hmm. the good narrative and stuff. So I think it's a good pick to be in this category, yeah. but I feel like Hades is going to win it for sure. But, and I think like Spelunky too is probably just too. Uh, it's funny to call it a niche pick because it's an indie, <laughs> indie category, but I just feel like its audience isn't. Like, it's not a game for everyone, you know. Yeah, Spelunky is like crazy punishing. Uh, yeah, it's not a game that like kind of anyone could pick up and play and enjoy. A lot of people probably be frustrated by it, whereas like Fall Guys or spirit fair people could a lot more people could easily enjoy those games you know but that being said the category doesn't stipulate that it has to be fun for everyone to pick up that is a good point but it's a creative and technical achievement yeah i do agree i didn't play spelunky 2 but from what i saw of it it was just more Spelunky. Yeah. I, yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if it being a sequel kind of hurts it a little bit. Yeah, and it's not just that it's a sequel. It it really feels like it's not even trying to really be anything more than New, just more different. Spelunky. Yeah. Like, it, that's what they wanted to deliver, and that's what they delivered, I think. Yeah. Well, to all the Spelunky uh, 2 fans... Let me know if you disagree. I'll give you my address, and we can uh, we can discuss this. Uh, okay, so I'm only gonna do two. Oh more. wait, hold on. Oh yes, part-time UFO should be on that list. I don't know if oh, it counts. I have heard indie, but yeah. is it good? I I it's really like, a good like price it too. I will have more thoughts on it later, though. Okay. So we can uh, really get into it later. Yeah. Good call. Is there any others? Or is there... Yeah, are there any others that should be on the list that you played this year? I think... That's it. Yeah, I don't have anything else. Uh, Bug Snacks is one that I saw people say should have been on this list. Oh, yeah. Did that Bug mean the Snacks. Game Awards cut off? I don't know. Like, it came out the same day as Miles Morales, so I oh, think it technically true. did. But it didn't get any nominations, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. What? It, I really don't want to spend a long time talking about this. Do you think that the game cutoff should be at the end of the year and they should redo the date. Uh, yeah, personally, like I know it, they really, they put it when they put it because it's far enough away from conventions that people have exciting announcements. Mm -hmm. I think that's really what drives the timing of it. Yeah. But yeah, I would think like February would be the ideal time. Like let everybody play everything that came out in the year process it and then vote yeah yeah, I yeah. and i i think if you really want to get 
like existential about it. It doesn't really matter. Time is a construct, all that stuff. But <laughs> like, I think it's easier to understand and for more people to jump in and be like, oh, these are the games that came out in 2020. This was the best game of that year. Right. And it's a little more palatable. So I think uh, I agree. I think it should be in the next year, at least. Yeah. Uh, okay. Best narrative. So we mentioned this earlier, but no, let's get into it. So um, nominees are 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and Last of Us Part Two. So we've already established that we haven't played most of these games, or most of us haven't played most of these games. Correct. So what do you guys think will win it? I'd probably Last of Us. I feel like that's a, a juggernaut in narrative. That's all anyone ever talks about with that game yeah. is the narrative. It's like, you know, biggest deal is the narrative. It's all... Right. You know, it seems like that's what that game is all about. I do And it, know... I feel like it's polarizing too, so who knows? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I do know that it it was split on whether people liked it. Well, my question is, out of people voting, I feel like reviewers were generally positive about it. Yeah, I feel like the critics liked it. And so I kind of think that'll win. I did hear a lot of good things about Ghosts of Tea, though. Ghost of tea. Well, okay, so it specifically says for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. Yeah, I think it'll go. That, to that doesn't really help. I think yeah, it I will does. say I already know that I'm never gonna play The Last of Us Part Two. So I fully <laughs> spoiled myself and I know what happens in the story. Um I don't know if they told the story well. Okay, let me rephrase this. It's hard to say this too because I've never played it again. So take everything <laughs> I say with a grain, big grain of salt. Um, but the way they tried to tell the story, I think, is innovative. I think it's a cool way mm. that they tried to, you know, tell it in a new and interesting way. It wasn't like just straightforward. It's right. a twist that applies to the gameplay that makes you, you know, and they use the um, idiom of video games. Um, to help with how they tell the story. Right, yeah. Try not to spoil anything if you guys care about spoilers or right. if people listening care about spoilers, but... Um, yeah, but I think you put it in a good way. But yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. But I think that has yeah. a big chance to win because of that, too. Even if it wasn't executed super well from what I hear, um, I think it was a good, like, a really good attempt. And... I did look I up think, Metacritic. Yeah. It's got it sitting at a 93 um, compared to the 5.7 of the user score. So I think, right. you know, people voting in the Game Awards liked it a lot. So, yeah. I think most of the controversy in the narrative, not all, but most of it just has to deal with the way they treat characters from the first game. So I wonder, like, if this, if Last of Us 2 had been Last of Us 1. And there was no Last of Us one. How that would have changed the way people perceive the story? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I agree with you guys. I 
think Last of Us 2 will take this category, especially because Last of Us 2 is in a lot of categories that I think it will get like slightly squeaked out by something else. Uh-huh. So I think this is the category that might tip to Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. But my personal pick, um, and I've played three of the five games here, I still think Hades should win. <laughs> like my personal pick would be Hades. Like yeah. I well, also Hades think, do like, win too. From what I, I think, understand, the narrative yeah. that they're able to tell in a, a roguelike is pretty yeah. bad that they managed and I to think, pull that yeah, off. That's equally innovative to what Last mm. of Us 2 did, I think. The way that even though it's several runs of the same game, there's actually a very a very solid and very thorough linear narrative in a non-linear game. It's very cool how they pulled that off. Okay. Um, Real quick, though, wow. shout out to shout out to Final Fantasy VII Remake, a game I really want to play but haven't yet. <laughs> it's on my list. I want to. I want it to win just because I really like Final Fantasy VII. That's all. I don't know I'm, how that game actually turned out, but surprised uh, Kingdom Hearts Melody Unchained isn't on there. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, people. Is that even what it's called? I actually don't know. I I, I see it stuff for it, but. Uh, okay last one the big one game of the year recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields Uh, six nominees and they are doom eternal final fantasy 7 remake ghost of tsushima hades animal crossing new horizons and the last of us part two I feel like it's gonna be Last of Us just because it's like a you know critical darling, but I really want Hades because it's a cool indie. I think it's cool that it's there with all these big names, you know. Mm-hmm. Ryan, what do you think? No idea, honestly. <laughs> like none of these feel like they deserve Game of the Year to me. Because they they all they all have really cool things, but I don't feel like any of them have all the cool things. Hmm. Okay. Uh. Well, I guess let's stick with one thing at a time. Despite that, what do you think will win? That that's what I'm trying to deduce <laughs> right now. I. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do a little wild card action here. I think Final Fantasy VII Remake will win. Oh. Uh. Because I feel like out of all of these, maybe I don't know. I feel like Ghost of Shus- uh, T and Hades. <laughs> I think those ones more deserve to win, but I don't think they are for everyone. Mm. And I feel like Final Fantasy VII Remake is more video gamey that kind of delivers a good video game experience 
to most people who play video games. Right. And it, it kind of hits all the, the spots. Whereas I, I feel like last of us part two doesn't really hit the combat sweet spot, animal crossing. I feel like that deserves to win a lot of other things, but as a video game, it's not like yeah. the most solid. I, I'm pretty surprised it even made the list. Like I actually do think it deserves a spot here just because mm-hmm. of how, how much of an impact it had, but yeah. I'm surprised based on the, on the game awards history that it actually got the nomination. Which one is that? Sorry. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I feel like the reason it's here just because of when it came out at the timing kind of thing, you know, right. a phenomenon kind of a situation. Yeah. I'm surprised uh, Doom Eternal is on so many of these nominations. Yeah. I am also surprised by that. Like, I've heard people like, we're kind of generally positive about it, but I'm surprised it, it's all the way to game of the year nomination. I, I don't know if it deserves that. Like, I think that's the spot that should have gone to Half-Life Alex. Like, take, take Doom Eternal off and put Half-Life Alex in. Um, I do think Hades will take this actually. Um, I think Last of Us Part Two was a critical darling, but then the backlash came pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of funny. There's kind of two camps that both hate Last of Us Part Two for very different reasons. There's yeah. like the people who hate that it includes a transgender character, um, which is mostly the same group of that hates how they dealt with characters from the first game. Mm-hmm. But then there's the, the group that hates that it's just like trying so hard to preach violence is bad and you are a bad player for committing violence because violence is bad. Yeah. Um, so I think that backlash will cause people to hold back their votes for Last of Us Part Two. Got it. I, I think Ghost of Tsushima could be kind of a surprise winner here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. But I think I think Hades will and it'll be it'll be considered an upset, but I think it'll happen. I hope it happens. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. All this being said, if I was able to vote on this, I would vote for Animal Crossing. Yeah, so I guess forgetting the nominees, would Animal Crossing be your game of the year? What would be your oh, personal no. game of the year? Uh, it's hard to say. Because I, I mean, most of the year was me catching up on PlayStation 4 games that I had never Mm. played before. And so I played stuff like Spider-Man and God of War this year for the first time. Yeah. And And I think... Go ahead. Like, I think that's fine. I like... I what would be your game of the year that just you played well, that doesn't even have to come out this year that's the thing that i guess i'm trying to say is that tainted what i would vote for mm, okay because those games uh, spider-man especially for me was so fun 
that like I I don't know that would probably be it for me Mm-hmm. But that being said, in Animal Crossing, I did have like a lot of memorable experiences. Right. I played Resident Evil 2 this year, which I had a lot of memorable experiences as well. I don't know. It's really hard for me to say what my favorite game is because when it comes to this time, I do really just think of the most recent stuff. And like right now, mm-hmm. Spider-Man Miles Morales is on the forefront of my mind as like the game I've most enjoyed. But I guess I should have thought more about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally fine. No pressure. It's just the discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, you go, Curtis. Do you have an answer for this? Uh, the game I played this year? Yeah, that or, you like, thought was the best. Yeah. Okay. No, just your top game of the year that um, you played. Doesn't matter when it came out. It would probably be uh, Spider Man, OG, uh, PlayStation <laughs> 4 one. Um, up the other one that's up there is Dark Souls. Problem is, I've oh, played yeah. a bit of Dark Souls before this, so it hasn't like wowed me as much as Spider Man has. Mm, yeah, that's, um, that's Dark Souls is yeah. still still really 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 good and i hadn't beat dark souls before I'm trying to remember how far i got um i didn't get super far um but i already know how dark souls works and stuff you know um so and there's just still it's really good but this is the first dark souls so there's still just like some weird stuff that happens in it it's not as polished as it could be even though this is the remastered version i'm playing you know um can still i i always think back to the boss the iron golem if you guys have played dark souls at all i can't remember if you guys have or not um it's just a really big golem he's made of iron looks kind of like a big knight has a big axe point being he has this grab attack that he scoops down and grabs you i was completely behind him (laughs) and like he was so he wasn't even facing me i was a ways off from him he scoops down the opposite direction of me Somehow I pop up in his hand and then he throws me off just off a cliff. Then I like fall and then the game just kind of hangs out for a few seconds and then it says you died. So moments like that, <laughs> like there's just some polish that that game doesn't have that brings it down, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's just some obtuse in a lot of ways that are frustrating to me where I had to look up how to do something. And if I hadn't looked it up, I wouldn't have never figured it out, to be honest. Um, like how to get to the DLC. Um, it's kind of weird. The way I played that game in a certain order, I like how you can play things out of order in that game, you know? Mm-hmm. Out of order, you can kind of choose what you do. But the way I chose to do a certain thing, and I had to go back to a place I had already been to get a specific item to go to a different place. And if I hadn't looked that up, I wouldn't have gone to that particular spot in that particular area of the game to get that particular item. Um, so stuff like that brings it down. And Spider-Man, <laughs> I haven't played a big AAA game like that in a really long time. Um, and it just blow, blew me away. Like it made me want to visit New York because I was like swinging through and like it was blowing my mind just to think of how many people actually live in New York and like <laughs> seeing the apartment buildings like however many stories high. I was like, 
there's got to be like a thousand people in this one building. That's nuts, you know, probably more than a thousand. Like it blew my mind just the scope of it and how polished it was. Like I never ran into any uh, bugs. The only like thing that wasn't, didn't feel super polished in that game was some of the finishing moves. Um, because every once in a while you'd like the camera might get weird or like spider-man would pop into position to do the finisher kind of a thing you know um that's like a minor complaint like the music was really great in it um just swinging around like it made me want to do the thing all the things in an open world game when no, no other open world game has ever managed to do that make me want to do everything that it has inside of it you know even like Graphics still blow me away. I know ray tracing and Miles Morales on the <laughs> PS5 and 60 frames per second is rad, but like that game still looks like incredible to me. Like yeah. the detail they put into it. I remember running up buildings and realizing some of the buildings you can like dig into and like see someone's like chin or dining area, you know? Like it's always mm-hmm. empty. There's nothing happening in there. It's just like <laughs> air. But I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, <laughs> There's some cool details like that in that game. So, anyway, All right, I'll stop gushing about it about those two games. But that'd be my pick for the Finally. game of the year. Animal Crossing would be up there too, <laughs> but I just fell off of Animal Crossing so hard. I played like 60 hours, and I haven't like picked it up since then. So, it doesn't, like that's also doesn't quite make it. People. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, my personal pick is also just. Hades, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I Hades think... just. Oh, you go ahead. I was gonna say Hades just. It like, very specifically speaks to to me like the way the characters treat each other and just like the way the narrative develops. It's all like, yeah, like this is the kind of story I would want to write. Um, if I wrote a video game story. So it's so funny because it's one of my least favorite genres, you know, roguelikes. It's such a turnoff for me usually, but they pulled it off. It's And normally I like really waffle on my game of the year, but this year it's just like so clear to me that's like, yeah, my game of the year is Hades. Oh, well. So anyway. Um, I did think of another game I did play that came out this year. Jackbox Party Pack Seven. <laughs> there you go. I almost, I almost bought it recently when it was on sale just last week. It's Didn't great though. Um, it's good. Yeah, I don't know though. I think in all reality, Family Feud twenty twenty one version is the best game mm. of twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Bit of a I mean, dark horse, but you know, hard to argue against it. I have actually hear, heard people like clamoring about it. Why isn't it in the game awards? <laughs> well, when did it come out? Did it did it hit the deadline? Uh, I don't know actually. I think it came out <laughs> beginning of November. Also, it is so terrible. No one buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I I bought it because my family loves Wheel of Fortune. Hmm. And so no matter what like you can't screw up Wheel of Fortune, no matter how bad the graphics are. Right. So I thought a similar thing about Family Feud, but they could have polished that one a little bit more. <laughs> I will say the AI in Wheel of Fortune is pretty bad. Mm, yeah. 
Maybe we were just on like maybe we put them on easy or something because we didn't want to deal with the AI. But I remember Aiden and I were playing it and we were like, we wouldn't be able to figure it out. We're like, oh crap! Now the computer's gonna get it, and we just <laughs> would completely blow it. <laughs> like not even close. <laughs> and I was like, oh okay, this guy's an idiot. But all right. <laughs> Well, I want to personally apologize because I I do not know what my game of the year is, but I'll do my best to think of it while we do our made-up categories. Yeah. yeah, no, no worries. Not a problem. But yes, that is the next part, is we have made up our own game of the year style categories, and we're going to name our winners the first ever Chance Time Awards. Um. Curtis, I know you have several, so let's start with one of yours. Okay. Um, I'll be able to just get rid of one of them. One of them I had was Best Family Game, and I forgot that there's a Best Family Game in the Game Awards. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, one that was in here, though, I put Fall Guys and Animal Crossing in that one, but I also put Picross S4 and Among Us. <laughs> oh, cause... Yeah. Grass was one that my wife and I played a lot together. We would like, you know, compare far we were on puzzles and stuff, and that was kind of fun when that came out. I believe Among Us, we played that with my in-laws, and that was pretty fun for a little bit too. But I believe Picross um, S five either just came out or comes out soon. Yeah, I think a new one. I don't know if it's come out yet, but oh, yeah, one's yeah, coming out if it hasn't yet. Um, I'll start with the first one. This one's a, a good one, I think. Um, best Metroidvania I played this year. Um, I have four here. First one's Hollow Knight. I'm going to disqualify that. It's because it's like my favorite games of all time. So it would <laughs> immediately win this category. Um, the other three are Ori in the Blind Forest, Axiom Verge, and Yoku's Island Express. You guys played these? I played uh, Ori. Ryan, Hollow Knight. You said you played Ori. Yeah, the only one I've played is Hollow Knight of all of those. So I went on like a Metroidvania binge earlier this year. Um, I don't know, honestly. Axiom Verge was honestly pretty disappointing to me, so it's not that one. Um. Probably give it to Ori in the Blind Forest just because the traversal in that game was a lot of fun. Had better mechanics, but Yoku's Island Express. Have you guys played Yoku's Island Express? One of my many wish listed games. It's, it's pretty weird. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> Metroidvania, but a pinball game. Okay. So that's kind of cool. Um, I just feel like the that's kind of as far as it gets. It has a really cool idea. I just feel like there were. I, think it needed more like interesting power-ups and stuff to get through obstacles you know okay metroidvania does um so yeah so or in the blind forest would be my pick for that category cool want okay. another one should i keep going <laughs> do we say what um, we would vote for your category as well yeah yeah oh, yeah. yeah yeah i, want you guys I, to vote. I can't enter you guys this can one. vote for hollow knight if you want to vote i don't for think hollow i knight. played a metroidvania this year so i don't think i can even vote will of the wisps is the only one i played oh, yeah. this year so i would say ori and the will of the wisps great game i want to play that one because it sounds like they no, took care of the one thing I didn't like about 
Blind Forest was the combat. Because I felt like I was just tapping the button, to, you know, to shoot little... Yeah. Whatever it was at it, at people. They definitely improved the combat. I think I liked Ori in the Blind Forest better, though. Interesting. Okay. Just in terms of, like, story and platforming, I think, as well. Okay. But the the combat was way better in Will of the Wisps. And that, I'm not saying that... I don't know what I'm saying, but they're both great, and I had a great time with both of them. I think I might like Ori and Blind Forest a little better, though. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, hit us with another one, Curtis. Okay. This one's going to be dumb, but it'll be fun, too. <clears throat> this one's a long list. I'm just curious to see if you guys have ever heard of any of these games. This is a list of games that I bought on my Switch for, like, dirt cheap. I think the most I paid for one of these games was, like, $4. Um, <laughs> so the first one is Ghoul Boy. Second one is Ollie Ollie Switch Stance. I think it's called Switch Stance. Ollie Ollie Switch I Stance. I know Ollie Ollie. I also know Ollie okay. Ollie. Okay. Next one was Abzu, which we've mentioned already. Okay. Uh, Oki Tori. Exologic. Lydia. Soul Searching. Dear God. Echo. Then these last two are on here because I bought them for cheap, but I'm definitely going to get around to them someday, so they probably are disqualified, but it's Bastion and Transistor. I want to play those, so they're like on my list to play. We can disqualify those. And so One I'll probably actually get around to playing, I would say is probably either Ollie Ollie or Abzu. Probably Ollie Ollie, just because it's a good game. It seems like they're just down and play for a little bit and then be done all right so the award here is which of these will i actually play yeah 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 I, my vote out of that list would be ollie ollie if we're excluding transistor and bastion yeah i feel like ba bastion transistor i'm definitely gonna get around to because the pedigree behind those games with super giant you know i want to play those yeah yeah ollie ollie, ollie, ollie was my pick too that's a great game yeah it's pretty fun okay Cool. It it can be very frustrating if you're trying to like perfect it. So <laughs> it's pretty. I probably won't try to perfect it because it just sounds frustrating. Um, okay, next one is a game that I started, but I really should just finish. <laughs> kind of okay. similar. First one is Final Fantasy Nine, the old school. Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three. Mm. Um. That was like, I think I got that for Christmas the year it came out. I still haven't played through it. <laughs> I tried to this year and I just couldn't keep going. Um, ukulele and the Impossible Lair. Dead Cells. I put that on there. We've already talked about Dead Cells on this podcast. and So you guys probably know it's not going to be that one. And then Minecraft, which I bought for my Switch. And I started it and it was pretty fun, but I fell off of it. I like the idea of it. Um, my pick is probably between Ukulele and Final Fantasy IX. It'll gonna be Ukulele just because it's a fun game. I'm just having a hard time getting into it and pushing through it, you know. But I enjoy it when I do play it. It's just like it doesn't pull me to play it, if that makes sense. 
as a person who 100%ed ukulele in the impossible lair, I never got past that feeling of it getting exciting. It was always <laughs> underwhelming to me. I don't know why it's underwhelming. Like, it's like, I like the idea of it. And when I play, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty fun. But there's like always so many moments where I'm like, this level needs to be tweaked just a little bit this way. Or like, you know, there's just always little things about it. I think it's I feel like I get more excited going through the overworld and solving those puzzles. than I do yeah. in the actual levels for some reason, I, which is weird. No, I, I, I expected. had more fun doing that as well. I think it is fun, but it's slow. And it compared yeah, that's what it is. people compared it to Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, which got me really excited because that game is Yeah, that's why I bought it. Very fun. But it's mm-hmm. not as fast as that one. Like it's, it's I think you think more when you're playing ukulele in the impossible yeah. air. And that's yeah, why my that's pick would be Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, a game I did complete and I liked. <laughs> okay should just push myself through to play it i feel like i need i think my problem with that one is i always get uh what is it called choice paralysis mm. oh yeah unlock new people i'm like ooh, i should try this person i just unlocked but then i have to pick out someone i have to kick someone out of my team that i really like already yeah Can i, I... want to play all the heroes in it and then i get overwhelmed yeah. and then i quit <laughs> can i play that with you online something we should look into because i if i can get into your game i would play with you you should do that that'd be fun yeah pretty sure it has online play like i'm 90 percent sure it does i just don't know if we can get into this into like your story specifically like your campaign Mm. that you started yeah okay we'll have to look into that then last one really fast i'm going to disqualify two games out of this because we talked about best game we played this year and two of these are on there already um so the winner would obviously be spider-man followed by dark souls and the last three though are best this is the best old game i played is Mm -hmm. diablo 3 super mario 64 and super mario sunshine I don't know what to pick because it was Spider-Man and now I have to pick between these last three and I don't know what to pick. Probably Mario 64. Go with that. Diablo 3 was... Have you guys played Diablo 3? I am not a Diablo guy, unfortunately. Okay. It's just... I got into like a mindset where it was... It just... Just like... Felt like I was blowing through it. I think I died once. Yeah. So I played Diablo 3 on my Switch and had the same experience. Yeah, I was like, I like, and I wasn't even, I had to like boot up the, like bump up the difficulty. And I wasn't even on easy to begin with, you know. I was like on the like the normal uh, like medium. Maybe I was even on hard. And I still bumped it up. And I was still just like going through all, like everybody. Yeah, I like know, I would get to boss. I would get to boss encounters and I like wouldn't even figure out the boss's pattern. I would just like kill them. And I was like, was there like something I was supposed to do to defend myself? Because I just (laughs) wailed on the boss until they died. I'm confused. Yeah, there was one boss where I died and I was like, oh, that was weird. Like I just couldn't kill it quick enough. So and I was playing the demon hunter. So I was pretty squishy. Mm -hmm. So 
Quincy got a few hits on me and I died pretty quick. I was like, oh. But then I just figured out a new way to do more damage and I just like rearranged some skills and then I destroyed it in the next try. So, yeah, we'll go with Mario 64. Sunshine's too glitchy and does not is not polished enough. Here's my list. I don't know if you guys want to vote on those last category, but... Well, for me personally, the best... I played a lot of PlayStation games... Um, but I think it's a time, it's probably Spider-Man, but I did everything in Mario 64 and had a frustrating but great time. And yeah, so I didn't bother to do everything in Mario 64, which I think helped me have more fun with it, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, it was fun though for how old is that game? Like 20 years now? Quite. No, no more than 20 years, like 30 years almost, huh? That's weird. Yeah, actually, the more I think, years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the more I think about it, I actually might give it to Until Dawn for me, because I mm. had a bunch of people over and it was just a great experience in general. Which brings me to one of my made-up categories: uh, best introductory game. A game that gets non-gamers into gaming. Mm, that's a really good one. And for games that came out this year, I feel like Animal Crossing is a big contender, but I think Part-Time UFO would win it for me. Mm. And just playing the two-player mode with people has been a very fun experience. And it's very simple. All you are is this UFO. You press A... Your claw goes down, you pick something up, and then you have to balance whatever you picked it up somewhere. And that causes a lot of fun. Okay. Do you guys have one? Uh, I would have to give it to Animal Crossing just because it got my wife to play a game for more than five minutes, which I never thought would be possible. That's funny, because I, I thought the same thing when I got Animal Crossing... And my wife did not like it a whole lot. <laughs> she said she didn't like feeling like she had nothing specific she was supposed to be doing. <laughs> she didn't like how open-ended it was, and it stressed her out, right. so she stopped playing it. <laughs> she, like, got her like her house built, you know, and then she was done. She's like, well, what do I do now? It's like, oh, you can be, get a bigger house. And like, oh. <laughs> okay. So I would say my pick would be Fall Guys. Because yeah. everyone in the uh, house that's a really good one too. That was a good one. All right, my yeah. I I have two more categories. I'll just go through them real quick. Um, this one I think should be a real category. The why didn't you improve this award? <laughs> uh, and I think <laughs> that Family Feud 2021. Yeah, 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 that that's a good contender. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is to all the franchises that are kind of like your Call of Duties. I think mm-hmm. Mario 3D All-Stars would be a good one in this one because a lot of people were mad that it was just the same thing. Yeah, I was going to say. But I oh, think my, my my personal winner is every EA sports game. <laughs> every one of them. <laughs> I, think, I would take that a step further say specifically whatever fifa came out on switch this year okay 
pretty sure those were just literally like they updated the roster, but it was the game from last year. Like they didn't even update it. I don't understand it. On Switch. Just took I think they've done it for like two years now. So basically if you get FIFA twenty twenty one or whatever, it's just FIFA nineteen with the new roster. From what I understand, people are pretty upset about it, which understandably so that they're just I don't know why they would be like, uh, switch isn't important. Right. It's a good category though. I like that one. Do you have one, Paul? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think what disappointed me this year. Uh, uh, I have heard, I haven't played it myself, but I have heard that Assassin's Creed Valhalla doesn't feel like it was ready to be released. Like, there's a lot of bugs still. Okay. Oh. It's a bummer. I think another good contender on this one is Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. Which I thank you for saying. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it that much, but I th- I would have enjoyed it as a kid on a Game Boy, but a remake of the game wasn't really needed in my opinion. I think I tried uh, the demo of that and did not really enjoy it. Yeah, I did enjoy naming my characters. My Cubone <laughs> named Pizza Boy was my best friend in that game. Pizza Boy. Um, oh, I do have a contender for this category, actually. Okay. I, with the PS5, with the PlayStation Plus collection, I have tried Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Mm. And, I mean, maybe I just need to like get good or whatever, but it feels like the hitboxes in that game are so arbitrary. Mm. Like It'll be like, oh, this bad guy definitely killed you. And it's like, I don't see any collision whatsoever. Like, what are you talking about? And that's really frustrating to me. Yeah. And that being said, like I do like Mario 3D All-Stars, and I do like Crash Bandicoot, but I think... <laughs> If you're wanting to get a new audience, you got to update them. Oh, another one. Um, So I pulled up my PlayStation library um, because it's hard to remember games I didn't like. But another one is Street Fighter V. I got that through PlayStation Plus, and the new player experience is just, just absolutely baffling. Like, it is so hard to navigate the menus of that game or to, like, even figure out, like, what's a good thing to do to just, like, play it. Like, it's totally geared for hardcore competitors at this point. And yeah. it it just, the whole new player experience was so, so bad. And, yeah, I had that exact reaction of, like, why didn't you just make this better? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. All right, I got one more. Um, the best game to try out but not buy. Mm-hmm. And one of my... I was struggling between two games in particular, but I I think I'm going to cross off Star Wars, Squ- uh, Star Wars Squadrons, which I tried, and I was like, I don't know how much I'm going to get into this. 
I was really excited about it. Um, but I think it's really cool to try. I just don't know out of all the other games if I really want to sink time into it. Mm-hmm. But I think my number one is Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. So awesome. <laughs> so yeah. cool. So innovative. But I'm not going to play that that much. And yeah. it probably wasn't worth the money. I think it was worth buying anyways. <laughs> but I encourage people who know people who own it to have them bring it over and try it out for a day. And then, or if you, I think it's the best kid's toy. So if you have a kid, right, it's for them, but not for an adult, I guess. But you yeah. should definitely try it. Uh, everyone I've shown it to, it's also another good one to get people into games because I've shown people and they're like, this is real. This is something that you can do. And <laughs> right. like, it is my, it's like mind boggling how well it works. So I think it's definitely something everyone should try out, but maybe not shell it a hundred bucks for. That's fair. It does look cool, but I could see that. I could see finding the motivation to like set up a course and everything and then drive through it so you can race on it. I'm doing that over and over again. You want to play it after you put it away. I could see that could be hard. Yeah. Do you guys have anything? Uh, a game to try out but not buy. I think Bug Snacks is a good contender for that. Okay. Like really? that's a it's a risky one to purchase because I feel like some people it might really backfire. But I do think everyone should try it. And, like, if you like it, go ahead and buy it. Mm. Um, but, like, it's a risky, just, like, blind purchase. Because it's the kind of game you might really just be like, this is so pointless, and I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> but other people are like, this is legitimately my game of the year. Like, it's not a joke. Like, I've seen people on both sides. Oh, wow. That's funny. It does look interesting to me. I could see that argument, though. But that song, though. That song. Thanks, thanks. It's the best marketing ever. I know my kids really want to play it because I watched the trailer on my PlayStation one day randomly, and they want, they we, we ended up watching it like 10 times after that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my kids love Bug Snacks. They still ask to play it like every day, and we That's finished funny. it like a week ago, or more than like almost two weeks ago, I think. You right, want to try it at least. Um, real quick for uh, my pick for that one, though, is this oh, basically like a try it before you buy kind of game? Mm, or no, try but don't buy. Yeah, it's more a try, like something that you should experience, but you're not going to sink a lot of time into. Interesting. Okay. So better, mm. I think. Well, it's better. I was going to say Half Life Alex, but I don't know if that's actually true. Yeah, probably true though, because I mean, in my case, I'd have to buy a VR headset, and then yeah. the game. it's a big investment. Um, one I would say it's because I tried the demo of it, and now I don't really want to buy it. Is Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity? Oh. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I played the demo, and I was like, "This is okay." 
but I don't want to spend $60 to play it. Just kind of a bummer, because I was kind of, I had my eye on it. I wasn't yeah. super pumped about it, you know. A lot of people are really excited about that game, and a lot of people really enjoy that game. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't, like, the combat just felt really repetitive to me. And then I was, and I've under, but I understand it's like, a lot of it's a long game so i don't want to do that kind of combat for too long you know so yeah demo was good for me and i'm probably good with that that's a good pick i will probably play that game but i can definitely see where you're coming from yeah like i want to play it just so i know the story Mm, yeah no but i don't want to through all the gameplay to get to the story so that's the problem you have to look up a let's play or something I don't know yeah alright Paul do you have your uh, your made up categories um yes I do uh one that I personally have kept track of every year um, more as like to teach myself a lesson, but I don't actually have a great answer for this year, but I call it screw you hype. (laughs) What is a game this year that you bought into because of the hype? So you bought it, but then you were like, I actually don't think this deserves the hype it got. Like I said, I actually don't have a great answer this year. Mm, mine is definitely Star Wars Squadrons. Mm, okay. Let me look back at my list. See, I got a quick game this year. I have uh, one. So I bought the Command & Conquer Remastered Collection on Steam, and I think I played it for like less than two hours. <laughs> and I was so excited because I remembered playing like Red Alert and Command and & Conquer and thinking they were so cool. But playing the remastered versions, I like, like, they're super hard. And I feel like you can break the game pretty easily. Like, just in a random skirmish match, you can get to a point where you have harvested all resources on the map, but neither player has won. So you're just in this, like, boring stalemate, and I had no idea what to do. And it just, like, made me so frustrated, and I just, like, didn't go back and play it, even though I bought it full price, like, on launch. So that might be my one this year. That's good. I don't think I really have one, to be honest. (laughs) That's because you're smart, and you wait a long time, and you don't buy into things day one. Well, I'm trying to think of what I did buy. Maybe Super Mario 3D All-Stars, but I had a lot of fun with it. So, <laughs> like, maybe it wasn't worth 60 bucks, but it's right. a lot of fun. So I have a hard time saying that one. And to think, oh, here's one from when I first got my Switch. Does that count? It is not this year. <laughs> sure. It Go might be it. controversial. Uh, Cave Story. Mm. Was I have heard about that, but I haven't played it. That yeah, is... It was like it was on sale when I like first got my Switch, so I bought it. As I've heard, like it's a really, I've heard it's supposed to be a really good like classic indie game, you know. 
I bought it and I played the whole game, but I didn't have like this. It was a, it was fine. Yeah. Failed to see what was so great about it. Maybe it was just because it came out so long ago, and now there's so many other indie games that are so much better than it. It's just like kind of been improved on, you know, like bettered. I guess I don't know. I think that's probably true. I I played through almost the whole game. I never beat the last boss. And I think I just kind of moved on and Yeah. Like I, it was it was fine. Yeah. I, I think know. it's fun, but it wasn't bad, but Yeah, I agree with you. Um that obviously was when was that? Twenty seventeen, I think, when I got that. Oh, that's the same thing as twenty twenty. Yeah, you know, it's hard to tell. Did Animal <laughs> Crossing come out this year? I'm not sure. Is that Mario Maker 2 that came out this year? I don't know. I've personally counted 2000 to 2020 as 2020. <laughs> <laughs> the Xbox One this year? No, the original <laughs> Xbox. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then another one I like to do um, that I've kind of written down in previous years is uh, how do I let me see yeah games what game that came out in 2020 will people still be playing and talking about five years from now five years yeah Honestly, uh, do you have an answer for this, Paul? Uh, or do you have like a big reveal that we're we're? I don't towards? have a big reveal. This is just one I've done in the past. I'm actually looking at what I wrote down in 2015 because that was the first year I did this. Okay. And my predictions were Witcher Three and Rocket League, which I think panned that out pretty well. True, yeah. I think you got that one right <laughs> well on the done. Money. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I don't, let me, I have to actually think about it for this year. All right. I got one then. I okay. personally think, I don't think it'll be as big, but I think Demon Souls might, might be that one. Uh, yeah. I think people will at least be talking about it five years from now. Yeah. Maybe not. It's a good pick. Cause I think people still talk about even Dark Souls, the first one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nine years ago now, I'm still talking about it. People constantly talk about Dark Souls. Um, we, we have not mentioned this game even once tonight, but I do think it fits for this category. Uh, Valorant, the shooter from the people who made League of Legends. Oh, yeah. I, I do think that, that one's going to stick around. Um, it's actually, like, I played a lot of it, and it's pretty fun, but my computer can only barely run it, so I don't play it anymore. But it's very fun to watch, like, highlights from... And there's not a lot of games that I genuinely, like, enjoy watching the esports of. But that one, like, seeing people who are really good at that game play it is is pretty impressive. So just, like, highlight reels from that game are pretty cool. So I think it'll stick around. And, you know, it's Riot Games who have made League of Legends stick around for 10 years. So I feel like they can they can make this one stick around. I just forgot that came out this year. <laughs> I totally spaced that. Yeah. I mean, it's not really the kind of game that the three of us really get into very much. So yeah. it's, it I tried it, though. I did play it and tried it and thought it was pretty fun, but it's not really kind uh, of my style. 
because uh, I've already been in the League of Legends for so long that I didn't really, and I didn't have anyone playing Valorant, so right. I don't want to play it by myself. I did just think of a game, though, that might fit into this category. I feel like I'm cheating, though. Uh, you mentioned Witcher 3 made me think of Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, yeah. Uh, that counts, though, because it doesn't count uh, fit within it, the Game Awards time. No, it, it comes but. out in 2020. Yeah, this category is game from 2020. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I am very curious to see. Like, I'm scared that that one might, like, fall flat, that, like, people will be like, might be overhyped on it. They like they tried too hard, and it's just trying to be like edgy, and it doesn't work. But I don't know. I think it's more likely that it'll be a critical darling, and people will love it. Yeah. Um, I think. And it be... if it falls flat on its face, like you're talking about, I could see people talking about that in five years. That's true. People could talk about <laughs> that too. Like, well, I went wrong with Cyberpunk. Yeah, because that's like one of the most hyped games like ever. Yeah. Period. There I think. Is, though it'll be very similar to Red Dead Redemption 2, where mm. it will have its audience, but I think, for me personally, there's just too much to do, and I don't even want to start right. doing any of the stuff. And so, yeah. unless people are, like, saying it's, like, 10 out of 10, and there's a majority of people who are like, you gotta play this game, I'll probably get right. sucked into the hype, but... For the most part, I think it'll have its audience, and they'll be a pretty hardcore audience. But I don't think it'll it'll really get yeah. everybody on board. I think Red Dead Redemption Two is a really good comparison. Like it'll be technically super impressive, and people will talk about how good it is, but it won't be like you have to play this. Yeah. I don't think, but I I could be wrong. But just I only say that because. I only brought this game up because of like you mentioned the witcher 3 if it has the same because i've what i hear about the witcher 3 is like the side quests and stuff oh yeah so if they manage that kind of right. caliber of storytelling even within the side quests in cyberpunk 2077 i could see it being a big hit but yeah that being but... said i'm never gonna play witcher 3 because of the time sync that it is and <laughs> game goes for cyberpunk 2077 i already right. know i'm never gonna get around to playing that <laughs> yeah so the thing is to me like witcher 3 all the trailers were like all about like this dude kills monsters and look at these gross monsters and it really turned me off but then like actually the witcher 3 had a lot of heart and like i actually really like Geralt as a character he's got this kind of like dry humor that i found like really refreshing to just kind of walk around as this dude who kind of like sarcastically comments on his weird fantasy world all the time. <laughs> so I'm hoping cyberpunk is like that in some way that like the trailers make it look really edgy, but like actually when you play it and you have like the full playtime, the characters are more fleshed out and are like more likable than just like, I'm a, I'm a punk, you know, like, uh, so I exactly really what like. You're gonna say too. I'm a cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Johnny Punk. Yeah. So like, I love The Witcher Three. It's one of my favorite games of all time. But I've had a hard time getting excited about Cyberpunk because it looks just so like dark and gritty and edgy and i'm like i don't want to look at this for 200 hours like yeah so i am watching like re 
reviews for that, I will be watching very carefully to see if I should like give it a chance or not. But I do think you're right. It could be one that leaves a mark and we're talking about five years from now. I do think to five years from now, I'll receive a notification that Curtis beat my speed run in Astro's playroom. And... <laughs> That's the game we'll be talking about. Yeah, that'll years. start a <laughs> chain reaction where everyone's talking about it again. Because <laughs> in five years, this podcast is going to be huge. Right. <laughs> All of our listeners are going to be like, oh, crap, I forgot about that it's game. better come full circle. <laughs> That's it. Uh, okay, that's all my categories. Uh, it's a good categories. Though. Yeah, like there them. again. Uh, real quick, we do have a, a question. We can move on to a new segment, but I know we've been going pretty long. What's the consensus about doing the question or just kind of ending it right here? Uh, I think the question you have could be like a whole topic. Like I have a lot to say about okay. it, so I think we should save it. Okay. Okay. And it is pretty late. Yeah. <laughs> what was the other question? Was the other question pretty quick? I can't remember. I have a, a list of questions that uh, okay. were asked. We don't worry about it unless there's a quick question we could like rattle off an answer. I'm good with whatever. Yeah, I say we hold off until next week because I think we've had a pretty good discussion. Yeah, this has been fun. And all you listeners out there, uh, if you have a game that you feel like we missed in all our discussion, let us know in some way. In some way? <laughs> no, in some way. <laughs> oh, I don't know how way. they would let us know. Find us at a subway. Order a subway. It's a restaurant or like the train. Order one meatball sub and eight <laughs> cookies. We'll know that you need to talk to us. <laughs> And we will appear and we will discuss video <laughs> games. <laughs> uh, all right. I think that's it for this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Chance Time. Thanks for coming to see James. Thanks for coming to see James. <laughs>